Welcome to the Human Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Tice. We're talking about everything you need to know, but nobody's telling you about how to optimize your health, cultivate happiness, and biohack your way to peak performance. I've been in the clinic 12 years, and I'm stepping out of the clinic into the pod studio, bringing all the clinical pearls, all the foundational wisdom that you need to accelerate your health and accelerate your life. Here we go. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Human Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Tice. Okay, guys, welcome to episode four. And today's episode is entitled Determinants of Health. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the things that determine health. And these are, this is part of the system, guys. And this is part of the natural foundations. And so we've gone through, um, we're we're diving deeper into our paradigm, into the paradigm of self-healing, into the paradigm of um, where we take self-responsibility for our health and which is our greatest wealth, which is our the asset that we are, are cultivating is our health. And that's uh, what's going to pay us, the payout is in the future. The payout is thinking five years, 10 years, 20 years ahead. So think about how you want to be looking and feeling and thinking and acting and move toward that. Start acting like that person now. Start taking the choices. Start making the choices that that person would how would that person, this future self, um, behave as far as um, this day-to-day -day activities, which that's the main domain of the determinants of health. And we're going to go through and I'm going to unpack what do I mean by the determinants of health. And there are specific things that I'm talking about. And the high level of this is the food, is the air, is the water. And I'm going to unpack that in just a minute, but I want to go through here and and lay the groundwork a little bit more you know what uh, you know just to give the the context again i think the context here is super important because that's part of the paradigm shift and that's part of what we're doing as a part of um this up leveling this really this is a guys this first season of of the human handbook podcast really is the software update this is the up level that we need this is the software update that we need so that we can unlock and open up a whole nother set of possibilities a whole nother set of potentialities for the way that uh that health expresses in our body and this is how this is how we do it guys so let's go through and what we're doing here is going through and really hardwiring the tools and the mindset that we need so you can create your health naturally and create it um, in this way. So today's episode is super important, definitely in the category of everything you need to know, but nobody's telling you. There are people talking about this out there, but the mainstream medicine still has no idea and they don't attribute anything to these determinants of health. And that's the, uh, that is to the detriment of the people. And so if the system is not serving the people, then we must exit that system. And the system is the dominant school of medicine. Uh, it's no secret that the dominant school of medicine is broken. The healthcare system 
is broken. Everybody knows it. The wheels are falling off. It's a total dumpster fire. When we're talking about chronic disease and prevention, and that's the domain that I'm talking about. Yes, there's the breakaway. Oh, there's a time and a place. Okay, yes, there's a time and a place. The emergent situations, uh, motor vehicles, uh, transplants, surgeries. Okay, those are the domain of surgery and procedures. But again, guys, I put a, I, I put a distinction there. Surge, surgeons and the procedures, I, that's not in the domain of medicine. Those are surgeries and procedures, and that's a super duper specialty. And we definitely need that stuff. But I'm talking about the domain of chronic disease and, and really, really the domain of optimizing health. And that's where I like to focus. And um, let's unpack this. Let's get into it a little bit, guys. What do I mean by the determinants of health? Determinants of health are a collection of, um, of things that we look at. And these can be, some of these can be perceived by the individual and some of these are perceived or, or, or sort of, um, you know, observed by the physician. So these are things like, this is a big class of things because how does health happen? It is many, 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 many factors. And then the totality of those factors all mixed up and all expressed in the current moment. That's your state of health. And so... This means things like genetics, intrauterine influences, uh, nutrition, um, exercise habits, past medical history, uh, illnesses, um, medical intervention, surgeries, procedures that one might have had. This means uh, drama and trauma in your life. It means physical and emotional traumas. Um, it means stressors or different exposures. Um, behavioral influences, social, cultural, environmental. Uh, and I put spiritual and karmic influences in here also. I think all of those things, all the totality of those things is what creates our health. These are the determinants of health. And there are either going to be health supporting and health promoting factors or factors that disturb the health. And those are the obstacles of cure that we need to identify and remove so that we can plug and play and replace them with the health supporting, the health promoting um, factors, those determinants of health that are going to promote and restore and maintain and sustain the ideal health. This is how, um, this is how we do it. So. This is relevant because this is the elephant in the room. This is the, this is the root issue of what is going on in the world of chronic disease in medicine. And this is specifically, um, well, really with all chronic diseases. And, and we're going to talk about some of those examples as we go through here today, the most common ones, but things like diabetes, uh, metabolic syndrome issues, cholesterol issues, uh, obesity and, and, and weight loss or weight gain issues, issues um, regulating the body weight, we would say. Um, all of these things, these are big, big, big problems. And these, uh, these are things that can be managed with naturopathic modalities 
with these this naturopathic specialty that I'm talking about where we address this um, and we recognize this. I mean, the research is quite clear on this and there's a whole field of environmental medicine that is developed out of this. And I think the whole world of functional medicine kind of spun out of this. The environmental medicine is really the gateway drug into the functional medicine and the functional medicine is the gateway drug into um, the deeper truly more root level um, approaches like the naturopathic approach. Uh, this is how, th this is what really gets a lot of people into natural medicine and, and, and where they start looking at this stuff. So the research is quite clear. I mean, there are, there are metals, there are chemicals in the air and the water and the food and the cosmetics in the ubiquitous guys. They're, everywhere and again uh i think we've it been a little while since i checked this number i need to double check it i know it's over eighty thousand registered synthetic uh compounds and these are all registered uh, in the last hundred years or so so that's eighty thousand plus uh, synthetic man-made better living through chemistry the biology does not recognize these these toxicants and this is affecting everything from sperm count in the men to infertility in the women to endocrine disorders to autoimmune disorders to um, disorders of the nervous system and cognitive issues um, that look like Alzheimer's or you know this is the diabetes type 3 we've known this for many years now we've been talking about this De gabriel cousins uh, introduced this diabetes type 3 idea to me uh, and we've been teaching and talking about this for over 10 years now um and so this is this is stuff that's just making it into some of the headlines you know so again the research is out there 10 20 30 years ahead of what makes the mainstream headlines so it's up to us to go into the research it's up to us to you know to do the dive into this and to bring this and as a clinician that's part of what my job is you know is to be up to date on this i'm you know i'm um keeping myself up to speed on this and incorporating this into uh you know into our treatment plans and we've been doing this for a long time and this is super important because these environmental toxins cause issues they they're neuroendocrine disruptors and again the food the air the water this is where they're getting in and those are our determinants of health those are the things that are going to set and create the terrain in our body so that the biology and the biochemistry and all our pathways and our immune system and our nervous system uh, works properly. And if we have damage, if we have bio burden, if we have a toxic bio burden, then the biology gets weighed down. The endocrine system um, and the nervous system, they start to, these, these chemicals, they mimic hormones, they mimic the different compounds that are actually native to the biology, to the nervous system, to the endocrine system primarily. And so that means the hormones are going to get disrupted. The communication systems in the pathway are going to be disrupted because these things sit 
in those in, in those systems in the nervous system in the nerves in the endocrine system the hormones and they confuse the communication in the body and again the biology is extremely resilient and adaptable because of hundreds of thousands of millions of years of of, of updating itself and fine-tuning itself and giving uh you know really learning more and more and so that's something that the biology has to try to do is has to ha try to learn how to deal with these environmental toxins and again this is a whole field of environmental medicine has kind of come up around this in the last um really the last generation i think and this is a big big deal because the increasing body load of the environmental toxins in both the men and the women is creating major health issues um, for example things that we see a lot of and uh, are, are at least partly can be attributed to uh, issues with the de with the determinants of health with the air the food the water environmental medicine toxicity the whole host of endocrine disorders hypothyroid low thyroid so 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 common uh, pcos other hormonal issues um, these things are all uh, the determinants of health are factors here so I would, I would put into this category also autoimmune disorders. Um, they're the environmental medicine and the determinants of health um, is a big, big, big player here. So all, you know, the Hashimoto's that we see so common, uh, lupus, rheumatoid conditions, other musculoskeletal conditions, um, polymyalgia rheumatica, Shrogan's, all this whole family of these autoimmune disorders. And then the digestive uh, manifestation of those the digest the whole family of digestive disorders which if that goes on long enough untreated unaddressed uh, can morph and evolve and change into you see ulcerative colitis or Crohn's and these are you know again these are much easier to catch or to or to spot up front before the before that change happens in the immune system in the dominant school of medicine they say that it's unmasked and that they sort of imply that it was there all along and no matter what you do it, that it would have happened anyway so uh you know the truth is when we don't know if that's true but what we also know is true what we do know is true that uh that that's not all the way true that again the biology is not an abc one two three um Cure and dust and fast tracked if there is a, a, a genetic history or fa stronger family history of autoimmune issue or really any condition, a metabolic issue, cholesterol, diabetes, um, anything in the family, uh, uh, and even these autoimmune disorders, endocrine disorders. These are not on a fast track genetically predestined to unfold. Just because grandfather, grandfather, grandmother, or father or mother had some issue does not mean that you as the offspring are destined to or predestined to have that same fate, that same destiny. That's the old school ABC 123 biology. And again, what we now know is that epigenetically, that is where the information is coming and this is what i'm talking about when you want to get at the heart of 
Again, personalized medicine is the domain of genetically programming and genetically selecting and optimizing the genes that you want to express that are going to create optimal health in, in your body and in your system. What's going to determine that is the epigenetic environment that the cell is bathed in and what is going to determine the epigenetic environment are the determinants of health, the food, the air, the water, and I put a couple more things in there, but those are the big, um, the top three, the food, the air, the water, and this is how you can actually change your genetic destiny. You can create your optimal health and you can selectively, uh, conscientiously, consciously choose to biohack your way to optimal health by optimizing your genetics, not by using some designer uh, genetic snipping where we're going to go to Singapore and have them splice and dice our genes and then pop them back in so we can have big muscles or whatever your story is. Okay. That is a fairy tale at least at this point where the science is developed and when artificial intelligence and all of these things really take hold, okay, that might be possible, but then now we already are teeter-tottering on the uh, on that transhumanist ledge. And I think there's a lot that's unknown there, but we're gonna see this in our generation. Neuralink's here, the implants are here, the computer chips are here where there will be um, this hybridization between technology and biology. It's not, is it going to happen um, or if it's going to happen, it's happening and it's, it's going to continue to happen. I am a fan of maintaining the natural native biology, at least at this point in the game, until such time that these technologies and these methods are a little bit better understood and we can harmonize these with the native biology. I think there's too many unknown factors and I would promote the natural biology and the native biology as really the more advanced uh, science at this point. And this is how I call personalized medicine is by taking the self-responsibility and educating yourself on how we can optimize the genetics to express and open up in the most natural way where it's going to create health. And again, the there are multiple components to this and the I think thinking and looking ahead and seeing who you want to be 10 years uh, five years from now, 10 years from now in regards to your health and then taking the actions and start liking the stuff that's going to create that. So we can reinvent ourselves and reincarnate ourselves along the way. And I like this because the reincarnation means that we can drop our mind and our mental setup, but we can keep the same body. So on the outside, it looks the same, but internally our operating system updates and upgrades. That's the reincarnation I'm talking about. That's the software update that I'm talking about. And this is how we'll actually do it. Um, and this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg here. So this again opens up a whole nother realm of possibilities in the health. And what do we mean by health? We mean health as the natural state of being health as 
that it's caused by it's a side effect and an after effect and really a direct effect of your interaction with your environment your interaction between you and your biology and the environment and this is internal and external and all of this um all of this mingles together and spirals together to help create the healthy state and if there is some symptom of dis-ease or imbalance that is our clue that is pointing towards some imbalance some derangement uh, of the vital force inside the system and that's where we would go to correct that and then observe the symptoms and seek to cure not suppress and we do this by identifying the obstacles to cure and removing the obstacles to cure and we do this by upgrading and up leveling the way that we bring the determinants of health into our world so i mean this is super important because by the way this stuff that we're talking about they've done some they've done some interesting studies on this and they see for example that environmental toxins in a female in a, a female that is pregnant and if that uh that baby is a female itself those eggs in there so now we're talking one two three generations known of can be influenced by some of these environmental um these environmental disruptors these determinants of health so you're talking about altering potentially altering the expression genetically that we know of that we that, that we can demonstrate at this point where the science is three generations ahead so there's transgenerational effects and this makes me kind of think back to many of the native traditions the native american traditions um the traditions from the south of india the Siddha traditions and i'm sure many other traditions they talk about the our actions that we take having those ripple effects seven generations and if you can wrap your mind around this it's seven generations in the past and the future that's maybe a pod for another day but the point is these environmental chemicals and these environmental neuroendocrine disruptors have transgenerational across the generations effect um and this is a big 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 deal because Think about where that's going to put us, uh, you know, one, two, three steps down, uh, three generations later, and we're still going to be paying for the things that we're doing in the environment today. And by the way, this is this is the real climate change issue. It's not so much about carbon and CO2. It's about protecting the environment and caring for the environment and being aware and sensitive to how chemicals we put into the environment are affecting ecosystems across ecosystems that are mingling with other ecosystems and it's a global network that gets affected we do not exist in a vacuum we exist in a highly interconnected world in a world of of truly oneness where we all are connected and that information is propagated uh, through the whole network and it's going to take generations for this to play out um we've seen another case of this this year with the way that with this ming uh 
with this alteration in the natural environment where we see now that um, the virus, uh, different viruses are combining things like RSV and and the other virus that was a big deal two years ago and uh you know and and things like the seasonal influenza these viruses are merging and mingling and creating what they're calling super viruses now i think eventually the ecosystem will eventually digest these and incorporate these and the immune system will update itself and learn how to develop immunity to these but this is new and novel uh new and novel in the virome in the bacteriome in the genome and again what's the big deal well we need with the changes and all the newness in the synthetic world that means that we need to make sure that our natural god-given immunity is able to perform even better and recognize self from non-self and be able to um, tag and eliminate uh, and neutralize or incorporate uh, and update the antibody systems and the learned immunity. The immune system has to be working optimally. And in order to do that, we got to make sure that the determinants of health are dialed in. So this is the big deal. Um, again, this is just the tip of the iceberg but we've got to be aware about this and naturopathic medicine is not just about this is what's different with with naturopathic modalities and in this new paradigm that we're talking about it's not so much about the diagnosis it's about really the long game and how do we restore health how do we restore health and then how do we get one into the states of optimization where they can really optimize the biology and optimize the genetics so that real health can really be created um this is what we're talking about this is the this is the and and this happens on all levels remember we have the physical body we have a mental emotional bodies we have breath bodies uh, we have intellectual bodies spiritual bodies so all of this has to be happening um, in this category of determinants of health certainly the food is there that's number one and of the physical causes of disease this is the most important the most significant is the food to address because the diet and the digestion this is happening every single day, multiple times a day. And if you don't have this dialed in, this will bioaccumulate on you. And over time, the digestion will become disordered. There will be some toxemia, there will be inflammation, and there will be illness. Now, what's that manifest like? Depends on the determin your determinants of health, your genetics, uh, your, your nutrition, your, your nutrient status, your stress level, behavioral, social cultural karmic all these influences that that's going to be a player but the food the digestion has to be optimized and the diet has to be optimized before anything else can be done before any remedies come on board before any medicines come on board before anything um any treatments really initiate the diet has to be dialed in and if um, there's not proper uh, therapeutic diet nothing is going to work and you're not going to get a permanent restoration you're going to get hit and miss on and off results because the digestion and the therapeutic nutrition is the essential 
The food is the medicine. You're not what you eat. You are what you absorb, assimilate, and you got to be eliminating also. But you are what you absorb and you assimilate. So the nutrient content, um, if you're ingesting herbicides and pesticides and neuroendocrine disruptors and things like that, guess what? That stuff's going to absorb and assimilate and it's going to derange the system. So we have to get the nutrition and the therapeutic diet. Um, we have to work on this. We have to address this. We have to make sure that this is something that is number one on our list. And then number two on our list, on our determinants of health is the water. We gotta be drinking clean water. And the short version of the long story is the municipal tap water is completely toxic. We have to filter, we have to mineralize, and we have to energize our drinking water. The filtered municipal water is toxic. It's loaded with uh, chlorine and bleach and fluoride and many, many, many other coliform bacterias and many, 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 many other things. You can look up your mu mu municipal water supply. Usually there's annual quality reports uh, for, for wherever your area is. Um, and you can see this stuff. You can look this stuff up and see what is what is in your water and then one thing that we can do also is we can send that water off for third-party independent testing also and get an analysis on that but you know this is going to be one of those things it's a little bit different things that you look out for in the water or you're really um really watching for depending on geography you know if you are uh, you know, if you are around uh, a lot of waterways and there is a lot of yard work or many people are getting yard work done and there's a lot of pesticide runoff, this is something to be cognizant of. If you're, uh, for example, maybe out in the southwest, there's a lot of super fun sites and these are really toxic sites that then they'll go and build neighborhoods on top of and 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 put cheap real estate on top of and you think you're getting a great deal it's like okay yeah that's a great deal but you're built on a super fun site which is emitting all kinds of you know possibly even radio contamination that's another level of the environmental medicine that is certainly another conversation for another pod is radio contamination um, this is something that is a big, 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 big deal. Um, but these are the kind of things that are in the water. This is so, you know, we can find a spring water, you know, depending on where you are in the world, you may live somewhere like Costa Rica where you're able, you know, possibly and not even there, you know, there are the certain parts of the world. You might be able to have, you know, tap artesian deep. Uh, well water run right into your house and if you can you should say a thousand prayers because that's such a tremendous blessing um you know but not everybody has that opportunity so what we got to do is create our own spring water and that means filtering and mineralizing and energizing the water that means uh filtering and i recommend either an ro or distillation uh the reverse osmosis is usually a little more accessible you can get a whole home system to do that um that is may or may not be desirable or practical for everyone but certainly something that is practical is uh the the ro units you can put under the sink um yes is there some water waste 
Um, and that may be an issue, again, depending on geographically where you are. So this is one of those uh, issues where the answer might be different depending on where you live geographically. So um, the uh, we're just kind of talking about the higher level things to be cognizant of. And the, the, the story with the water is we really want to create natural spring water, which is uh, highly mineralized, uh, naturally alkalinized water that is going to nourish and bring some minerals into our body. And the way that we do that is we filter it and then we add minerals back into it. Uh, and I teach my, my people how to do this, how to essentially make spring water. There's a recipe that we can do that with, and we want to get that mineralization up to about 230 parts per million. Then we can just test that with a simple TDS meter. Um, and that is, and then we can energize that based on, um, Dr. Masuro Emoto's work and many others who have, um, who, who have brought work like this into the forefront. I think his message is from water, which that research has been, um, out for 20 plus years now, but I think some people still do not know about that. You can look that up. Um, Dr. Moto left his body a few years ago and he left a tremendous body of research showing that water has a memory and an intelligence and it responds to our thoughts and our emotions and the highest frequencies that actually alter the bond angles of the water are love and gratitude. So saying that prayer and uh, projecting that intention onto our drinking water, it's alive and it's listening to you and it's responding to you. And guess what? We're made of mostly water, circa 70% water. That's what we're ingesting. So we want those minerals. We got our good food. We got our good water. The third determinant of health is the air and the air, all these conversations, all the same uh, conversation about environmental medicine kind of goes across these three um, primary determinants of food, water, air, and the environmental part is kind of like bundled or baked into that um, sort of obvious why. They're all of the environment. So the air quality is the, uh, and these are the things that we're doing every day. We eat every single day, multiple times a day. We all, and we digest without having to cognize or think about it. We rely on that strategic intelligence in the biology that just knows how to break down proteins, carbs, and fats and put that to work and put those macros to work and create energy so we can live our life. We don't think about how when we drink water, it is uh, it's distributing those minerals and dispersing those minerals and hydrating the system. And all that just happens and we're doing it all day, every day. And then the, the third uh, determinant here is the air quality. And did you guys know that the indoor air quality is four times worse than the outdoor air quality and the outdoor air quality, again, depending on geographically where you are is you know if you are fortunate to live at a higher altitude away from any uh industry and you're able to get some fresh air up high fantastic that's where you want to be but if you're down in the valley and there's a, a of a mega city where that's where, where all of that um smog and all of those environmental pollutants are gonna are, are going to settle down into that breathing area that becomes a problem again over time this is going to bioaccumulate the biology will adjust itself and it can manage 
you know, some level of that challenge from the environment. And, and, and I am a fan of, um, you know, micro challenges to the system bring about a, a robustness. Yes, but a toxicity burdens down. Um, certainly, I'm looking for the magic of the minimum. Believe me, I'm a homeopath at heart. I've seen it a gajillion times. I know, I, I know also, I've seen the research. I know this is the real uh, future of medicine as far as like quantum understanding in how um, medicines are responding and the, the primary and secondary laws of effect. Um, and there is definitely this happening with medicines. But the food, the air, the water, we can't handle these high doses of these environmental toxins and these toxicants into the system. They have to be identified and reduced or eliminated ideally. And that's what we're trying to do when we're addressing the air quality. So getting some kind of air filtration um, on the indoor living spaces that are on average uh, statistically four times as toxic as the outdoor breathing spaces which are laden with uh, all kinds of um, again synthetic compounds that are put into the environment it's a global issue geographically everywhere is going to have different um, sets of challenges i live um, where they launch rockets off a lot and there's probably a whole lot of perchlorate that's that's coming down and that's just part of the world we live in so again if you go too far down the environmental medicine rabbit hole you will end up um scared to eat scared to drink scared to breathe okay that's no way to live either we cannot live in a bubble but the part of this is to number one the information is empowering so we know what to do and how to actually take action so that we can go out into the world and live our life so again we need to take mind and take special attention to the food the air the water because these determinants of health this is what creates the terrain from which either health and healing arises or which illness is going to flourish and if you understand this and how this is working and how the determinants of health are working then you can create your health and you can start to hack your way out of these modern um, medical dilemmas and these modern uh, challenges that we have and you can maintain and optimize the biology but you got to know what we're talking about first you got to know the main things to go for the food the air the water and that might seem obvious to some people or to you know but i know i heard the other day um in some conversations that this was not on the top priority and this was other medical practitioners and things like this and trying to go this is where you'll get if you don't address the determinants of health you will find yourself um with those hit or miss on and off results and i'm interested in getting results for my people and for long term the long game that's what we really want to be doing so determinants of health food air water breathing movement all these foundational basics this is what we do to biohack our way and optimize our genetics so that we can have the peak expression of health in our lives so that we can um, be happier, be healthier, 
be better at our craft, be better at what we're doing, be, uh, you know, be really better and up leveling our game as human beings, because that's the real game. And that's the real specialty. This determinants of, of health is key to getting there. So that's where we're at guys how's it going everybody with your determinants of health do a scan through check this out that's a wrap for today's episode we're going to pause it here you guys have a wonderful day thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the human handbook podcast my name is dr adam tice uh, you guys have a great day thank you so much for being here and be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking more about everything you need to know but nobody's telling you about how to optimize your health cultivate happiness, and biohack the way to peak performance. Adios for now, guys.